A View of Perfectionism by Someone from a Third World Country, by Eric Capersonio, in Medium. To all second-generation Filipinos in Ireland, I was born and bred in one of the impoverished islands in the Philippines. The year was 1975, just when the UK voted yes in a referendum to join the EU. So, you're already forgiven for thinking that I could be sold in one of your Gramps car boot sale for maybe a tenner. Last year on my visit to the island, I finally got hold of mobile internet to WhatsApp my parents. It wasn't because I could not afford to pay for it the years before, but there was no internet connection on the island at all. Imagine when everyone has Tesco for a long time, we had hens at the back of our kitchen for eggs. To be honest the WhatsApping is becoming a little bit tedious lately like being woken up to the sound of an alarm clock at 5.30am, only to find out that it's your day off. Maybe I regretted the internet now just as much as I wanted it last year. Growing up on the island was not so memorable like one of your pretty collections of photo albums. It was farm chores, the obligatory Sunday church, school, more farm chores and then more church activities. I really thought that I was prepped for a life in a small holding with the rest of the livestock roaming around freely in it. As soon as I finished high school, I left the island and found myself in the city taking up a nursing career. I don't exactly remember why, but looking back now, I'm sure nursing sounded like the opening of the New York Stock Exchange that on occasions I happened to see on telly. Thanks to my father's nowhere near perfect academic achievement, he was determined to better my future this time around. When he was a teenager, he dropped high school and relinquished his formal education in order to earn a living and ease his family's financial burden. His life story wasn't unique nor obsolete but it resonates time and time again to most families on the island even today. After four years in university, I earned a degree in nursing. But the feeling of relief that I finally graduated was overshadowed by the uncertainties about the future. I thought that I have struggled in school a lot and what I was always doing is to reach the finishing line. But I realized that the struggles that I once had, were the reasons why I wake up every morning of every day, rain or shine. Finishing school is like arriving at the end of a race with no one there to congratulate you. I was unprepared to take in the realities outside the comforts of my own, and for a few years later, I was happy to be working on the farm yet again. I guess life is a circumnavigational journey around the world, you will always end up to where you started. But I refuse to settle down with the customary hustle and bustle of the island life however idyllic it may be, to the one I imagined for myself now that I finished university. There is this perfect picture in my head when I was a child about a place where people don't need to worry about the quantity of the catch of the day, or the quality of harvest, or the road to home turning into a muddy terrain after a heavy rain, the river overflowing and crossing it becoming treacherous. So after a few days of rethinking about my predictable life on the island, I decided to move back to the city putting everything behind in order to take on a real-life adventure and never to return without a big bounty. However, it didn't take long for me to realize that nursing in the city can hardly pay for my food and lodging, let alone save. Suddenly, I stumbled and saw the perfect notion about the future beginning to disintegrate, like an epiphany that I have learned in catechism, except that the feeling was despondent instead of excitement. The next thing, I saw my mum in tears outside the gate of Cebu International, while it was me inside it, fully packed for some place we've only seen in the World Atlas. I was to be exiled from my country, my friends, and my family in the quest of a perfect future, anything better than the life on the farm. It was a sunny Friday morning on the 20th of April 2001, but in my eyes, it was raining which is only good if you're flooding the rice paddies before the new crops are planted for the season. Anyone could chase the rainbow for its magical colors, but the reality is it can only be admired from a distance. 
For almost 20 years I have been living literally on the other side of the world, where the balmy Pacific Ocean seemed like a distant memory to the bitterly cold Atlantic. My pursuit for perfection has brought me to see the world, and I am genuinely grateful to all the people who supported me from day one, in one way or another. This journey has helped me uncover other dimensions of my life that I haven't expected. Creativity. Humility. Generosity. Mindfulness, and many other things. The inevitable arrival of the internet on my island is definitely the most talked about story for the last two years. To most people who haven't heard about social media, the internet sounds like a tale of perfection that is incredible hence quite hard to make sense. But I know that sooner or later, it will bring a macrocosm of changes to the same people who are used to living a life of simplicity and self-sufficiency, and its wider impact is yet to behold. Perfection is probably a thing that humankind is bound to achieve. It may be as unattainable, but it can be a reason to create things that are truly meaningful. Anyone could chase the rainbow for its magical colors, but the reality is, it can only be admired from a distance. Perfection is a mirror effect of imperfection, and the only way to see it is to find solace in the satisfaction of what we have, and meaning of what we are trying to accomplish. After all, there is nothing illogical from living on an island, 